Welcome to episode 118 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We got a lot of news, kids. Do. Coming at you coast to coast. Yeah, let's get into it. Right into it. Marvel News. Matt Smith, some people's favorite doctor, is joining Morbius. Um... Not sure who he's going to be opposite Jared Leto, who is Morbius, um, for Sony Pictures, which hits uh, July 31st, 2020. What do you think of this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Great. I want to, you know, I'm excited to try to see what he's doing in episode nine. Um, Matt Smith is all right. So, cool. Welcome aboard, Matt Smith, to the stranger side of the Marvel movie universe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which we shouldn't say anything because every time we do, maybe we should say stuff because then it ends up being good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to continue to shit on Sony. Um, cause that's what we do. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see how this production goes. I got to see what Jared Leto, who I think is a very capable actor does in the role. Um, does it tie into Venom? I doubt it ties into Spider-Man, which kind of makes sense. But is that really a shared uh, cinematic universe on its own right? That's the that's the question. Um, so we'll see. Craven and these other guys, uh, what what's going to happen? But Matt Smith, good actor. So we'll see. Uh, there has been some test screenings for the newest X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix. And the reactions are very underwhelming, not good. I think someone said a turd in the wind. Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually a don't forget a towel social media this morning. I had to use I coined the I had to use the word turd. You did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's not getting good reviews. Um, when I first saw the trailer last year, around this time. <laughs> Before the uh, delay? You know what I mean? I can't remember what the time. Maybe it was two years ago at this point. Who knows? But it doesn't look good. You know, everyone has kind of said it looks like X3 uh, re- rebooted. And um, after what they did with Apocalypse and first-time director, um, who's the name? Who's the guy again? That's Simon Kinberg. Was yeah, Simon Kinberg. Yeah. So even though Simon Kinberg has been there since the beginning... Uh, he hasn't directed. Yeah, he's never directed. Uh-huh. That's the thing. He's done everything. <laughs> it's just that these writers don't necessarily know how to direct. As we've seen in the case of Blade 3 with David S. Goyer. Um, you know, it's just, we'll see. But this this kind of uh, echoes what I had already thought. Exactly. Um, I did read some of the spoilers of what they saw because I really don't care. And it sounds like garbage. Uh, this could change with reshoots or whatever by the end, by the final cut, whatever. Uh, my point about this is that if it doesn't go to space and have a good chunk of the movie in space, which you're saying it doesn't, I don't give a flying F because you're just giving us X3, basically. Like yep. you said. I mean, yeah. I don't care. Like, then you should have just canceled this movie and just let it go into Marvel because your last movie was a steaming pile of poop too. So, yep, not good, a, luck. good luck. Don't care. Um. Okay, so Oscar-nominated Best Picture Black Panther is going to return to theaters uh, this weekend. Um, at the start of Black History Month for free. That one day for free. Um, and then they also just won the uh, SAG Award for Best, or sorry, Most Outstanding Performance by a Cast. So uh, That's like it, the highest award of the SAG, huh? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I read. That's pretty yeah. good. Yep. Uh, the, yeah, because it's the, it's the Screen Actors Guild, so it's, it's your achievement in acting. Um, it's pretty crazy that uh, they're doing that. And, um, you know, a lot of movies do go back to theater before, uh, Oscars, just in case you didn't get to to see them. So, I I will see uh, what happens. Maybe we'll make another fifty million dollars. <laughs> Maybe mean, not for, that much. But we'll make a couple million. When it's there for free. <laughs> no, 
Is that it? It's just that one day for free only. It's I I think you can pick different dates. I didn't I didn't really dig too deep, but it it's like the same thing. Find your venue, see if there's tickets available. But I think it's multiple dates uh, because it's not just the first. Because it says beginning on the first, mm-hmm. but it's it's free every time. One, okay, so here we go. One weekend. One weekend. Okay. Uh, AMC theaters will show the movie at 250 locations. Will offer two free showings each day during the week. So, and then, they will make. There is going to be money involved then. Yeah, but Disney's donating money to the United Negro College Fund. So, um, damn. Okay, good. Keep keep keeping it alive, Black Panther. And just remember, it doesn't have to win an Oscar because the Oscars are really just garbage anyhow. Um, it's doing exactly what you know it's set out to do and more and it's it doesn't need this prize to be one of the best movies to come out of last year and one of the best comic book movies and a cultural phenomenon to be honest exactly exactly i'm gonna let you take this one uh you know i haven't watched last season fully so i guess agents of shield is headed to season six if you guys have watched the trailer you know that this is uh it's going into the season Colsonless, uh, and hints that he's going to be returning. So don't worry, our favorite Shield agent will return, and I need to get caught up because it has improved over the last few seasons. So, but it's like I said, if this was any other show, it would have been canceled by now. Um, when shows get like Firefly and stuff get one season, you know, and it's it's weird. So, uh, I just think of that, you know. At least it, it's kind of stood the test of time, and it has gotten better. But I'm really surprised it, it, to a certain extent that it did last this long. Money. And Disney doesn't want to look like chumps. Well, they, they you know. I know. You're going to say the. It's all connected, buddy. Whatever they're called. Inhumans, but still. No, it, it's, tr- it's true, though. I mean, it's like you, you kind of fudged it, fudged it all up starting with Age of the Shield with your <clears throat> fake crossovers with the movies and instead of like fully embracing it. Um, that's all. All right. They did the same thing with the Netflix show. So Marvel TV, you got some work to do. You're getting better because now you're doing great things like Legion, which is not even involved in any of this. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, I've heard it's good. and Runaways is good. So, you know, we'll see. I will say something. It wasn't on the list though, and it's just a little note, I read today that um, Disney plans on putting a lot of money into Star Wars and uh, Marvel for the Disney Plus service. Yeah. Like, money to, like, they could make a $20 million movie, right. $30 million movie on there. I don't expect anything less than that, to be I honest with you. Yeah. And if they if they can't achieve that, I'm getting really sick of it, to be honest with you. So, what do you um, of that you know disney's um disney's done a great job with marvel you know what i mean but at the same time it's like you go out and you put out disney punisher you know what i mean so it's like you're embracing it but you're not exactly embracing it fully and the other thing about it is that uh with star wars it's a it's a kind of a mess right now too so we'll see what happens after episode nine we'll probably and see that's, what happens that's the key. in april <laughs> right the but key we'll is talk- put money into that streaming service. Yeah, I think they'll go. They'll go ahead and do that. But let's jump to the other side of the pond. Uh, DC, we got our first look at the cast of Birds of Prey. Uh, everybody, really. Uh, Ewan McGregor, Black Mask Liss, but we even got to see him in there. Um, obviously, Harley and Black Canary and Montoya. Zaz. Who else did we see? Huh? Huntress. Zaz. Is that who that guy was? It's Victor Zaz. And then the girl is Cassandra Kane. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Batgirl. Not, not what I said, but that's I my know. speculation. It's fun, though. Um, is that Harley? Not enough tattoos. Unless it's pre slap everything on Margot Robbie's body. Um, or it's Black Canary, which I, you know, the color scheme is is more that along those lines. Um, but you can always have fun with that too. You don't show the face, you show the bat. You know, 
who knows? Well, I, I read that speculation somewhere else and put it up on ours because I thought that was kind of interesting. Did she have all Long the tattoos? Who, Harley? Yeah. I don't I don't know. That trailer? Because it's not a trailer. It's more like a no. costume test. You it's know? such a neat thing, though. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I was really appreciative of it, and it really got me excited for this movie. So um, I like that kind of fun little stuff like that. It's just different. It's like, oh, here's it's better than coming out with a teaser for a teaser for a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I hate, you know, I hate those so much. Mm-hmm. Trailer well, teases. Yes. Um, as a, uh, as, as a <laughs> conglomerated website, we hate, we hate it. <laughs> uh, Okay, moving on. So we also got uh, news or just facts that Aquaman is now the highest grossing DC film of all time. It surpassed The Dark Knight. It's at $1.09 billion. Uh, and going. Still going. So knew it was coming, but uh, it's crazy that the uh, most shit on superhero is now the highest grossing superhero. That's right. I mean, I could have told you all along, but no, um, to be honest with you, it is, it's, it's entourage is what told us. It was big surprise. That's right. Um, after watching it a couple times, not a surprise because people just kept going and going and going and it's rewatchable and it's, it's a fun movie. And, it, you know, I'm glad it happened. Regardless, it's not a perfect movie, but it gives us hope for better movies, like what people want to see out of DC movies and that people are happy now. So it's going the right direction. Thank I you also guys. think, as we've said many times, it came out at the right time. Even though there was competition from Bumblebee and Mary Poppins, all those mo- and Spider-Verse, all those movies made money still. Yes. All of them did. They didn't make a billion dollars, but they all made enough to make it worth their while. I bet you I bet you anything that solo would have been twenty five percent more popular. No, more than that if it came out on Christmas time. Sixty. Guaranteed sixty percent probably. I, I really do. I hundred percent that movie never mind. Yep. We talk about it. But anyway, moving on. Uh so <laughs> Zazie Beats, uh who is playing <laughs> the Joker's wife in the Joker film uh, one of them, uh, she was saying that the script was getting rewritten every single night before they would shoot. They were literally learning their lines while doing makeup. So she said that the writer of the movie was right there along with them doing it, but that's a little Impromptive. disconcerting, I would say. Or yeah. Disconcerting. I, I, I think that's the right word. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of scary, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it was like maybe that's what they wanted to do. Maybe they didn't want anything getting out. Who knows? It just it is kind of worrisome to a certain extent. But just let's see something from it already, please. Yeah, we're not gonna really know until we see a trailer attached. We're not gonna know until we actually watch the movie. They can cut it any way they want. Also true. As we now as, have coined the term "suicide squad," it yeah, one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I could still go and watch that trailer and be like, "This is going to be a great movie." Yeah, still could be like that. Yeah, but in the back of my mind, I know it's a lie. It's such a good. Trailer. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. I'm going to let you take this one, actually. All right. So, so I'm going to let you take the next two. Okay. Uh, Titan season two is in the works. Uh, there were some casting calls out for characters who sound like Deathstroke and his daughter Ravager. Sounds or look? Sounds like sound like the way they looks like. It sounds like them. Um, it sounds like that's who they're describing. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Sorry for my uh, American English. And huh. my I'm like, sentence structure. What you, the way the, the way that these characters are described, it sounds like it could be Deathstroke and Ravager. Uh, so Jericho is already set to appear. So it's not a long shot that we'll get these two. My question is, will this next season be longer? Or are they going to keep it at 12 episodes for these? Um, will the Trigon thing be taken care of in the first episode as it's kind of be hinted at that this the first episode was actually supposed to be the season finale? Um 
I'm going to say the Trigun thing goes into about a quarter of the season, uh, kind of, and then moves to the next one. So the unfortunate weird thing, not unfortunate, I'm not going to get negative quite yet. Um, the casting call for Deathstroke is more of a soldier character. Um, not, not, not looking at like his mercenary, uh, not looking for that, but it sounds more like a troubled soldier uh, route that they're going. So we'll we'll see what that means. Yeah, exactly. but you also mentioned Ravager, so right. I don't, I don't know about that. They might be looking for a military type dude, meaning like jacked, meaning like they know how to use a bunch of weapons. You know what I mean? Like that might be on the casting sheet, but. A military troubled soldier, like you read that Deathstroke comic when they did, um, was it New Fifty Two Deathstroke, where you kind of almost got like his origin story? Yeah, I mean, it was like when he was kind of like a secret agent or whatever, or kind of, yeah, right. So maybe and he had to leave his family and stuff. Like, I get that, and that's if you like, I like the way they write that. I mean, yeah, you can take this any way you want. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't matter to me because I, I give, I have a lot of faith in Berlanti and, and Jeff Johns, especially since Berlanti did the mono Bennett venue, whatever his name is, uh, Deathstroke so well, we like that version. It's yeah. not, it's not totally, um, you know, faithful to the Deathstroke character, but it was a good version of it. And we appreciated yep. that. So I have, I have no doubts in my mind that we'll be pleased to uh, a certain extent on this one. And mostly they've treated the other characters with respect. So yeah. there's no reason they won't for these ones. No. Okay. Uh, then next up, uh, and final kind of DC news here as we before we move into comic news, but um, the DC Universe uh, digital service has now quote unquote doubled their offering, uh, their digital comic library. Uh, after many complaints, plus adding uh, many of their newer comics to Amazon. The Prime service. So, um, if you go and you like, if you have Kindle Unlimited, like my wife does, or I mean, we do. Um, I, I actually went and looked, and there's so many DC titles on there now. So it's it is kind of ridiculous that you know a streaming service we're paying for didn't have the same titles or couldn't you know go above and beyond this even. So I think that you know DC Universe is good at listening to the fans and and adapting on the go. So we've gotten a ton of new titles. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to go through them all, uh, but yes. My question, are you getting new titles as they come out every week? Because you, that, you are not. And not that yet. Is, that's, the, that's the biggest complaint was that. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe not even that so much, even though I think like maybe you could be like a month behind. But the bigger issue is don't release the new 52 and only give me Court of Owls, Batman. You give me nothing past the 12 issues. Like, that's what people are really flipping out about, is that there's not full runs. Yeah, I get, exactly. Or they give you, like, one issue of Rebirth. It's like, oh, hey. Yeah. Um, and that's two years old already. I get yep. I get what you're saying about new comics. So say the idea was that they're going to have kind of like a um, an ultra level where you could pay a little bit more, or you pay for the books, the new books weekly, and then you could read them through the reader. That was one of the original ideas thrown around. I haven't heard anything from that lately, but to to your argument, I would pay $2 more a month if you're giving me my weekly comics or whatever you want to charge me. You should be because paying more than that. I can stop. Even though you don't maybe physically not. own them. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if you're if you're willing to buy into this subscription service, um, if if I kind of feel like there should be a premium level where you can you can pay for that and you get a discount because you're getting digital comics. I totally believe that. And I think that would, that would get them a lot more people jumping on. Cause I would love, I would love, I would love a reason not to have to buy comics. Like I do, I would still buy certain ones, but I just, you know, I want to be all in on DC and it, to, in order to do that, I want to be able to read the different series and not have to spend a ton of money on it. But if you're going to be willing to give us an, a nice break like that and get more people to sign on for this service, why not? You're not you're not losing money on digital comics, mm-hmm. and people are buying less printed comics. And DC has cut their comics in half that they're offering on a monthly basis. A lot of titles aren't even twice a month anymore. So they've got to think to the future too, which they will. Mm-hmm. But you're right. 
the greater point of what you were saying is that they listened to the fans' mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. complaints and beefed things up, which is pretty huge. So that's good. Exactly. Good. Yeah, I mean, I get on there every day. I read a comic. I watch something. Hey, uh, Rain of the Superman's out today. We're gonna, you know, let's. We gotta mention that too. Um, the first release day, uh, first day release, whatever. Not the digital day two weeks ago, but the Blu-ray came out today, 4K, all that, and it's available on DC Universe, which is a great thing. That's exactly what they should be doing. If I'm yep. paying for this service, there's no reason I should be paying for a movie either, like that. You know, mm. so it's uh, exactly. I love that. I love that that they did this. Yep, I 100 percent agree. All right, so uh, let's let's get into our everything else part of the show, which is uh, going to start off with comics. Uh, in Marvel Comics news, uh, everybody's favorite Scott Summers is back uh, in <laughs> Uncanny X Men Annual Number Speak One. I am not <laughs> every the most hated man in comics in Marvel Comics is back. Yes, um, jerk Scott Summers has been is back from the dead uh, after being killed off in Death of X uh, back a few years ago. Um, after becoming a villain with the Phoenix Force and all that great stuff he did, you know, that's just right up his alley. Uh, but he's back. So I don't know what this means for the Marvel Universe as I don't really read the comics, but I thought this was uh, definitely something that is of note because nobody ever stays dead in comics. Yep. That's all I'll say. I yep. agree. Nobody says that in comics. I just don't read X-Men, and I definitely hate Scott Summers, so. Yeah, yeah, I might catch up on, like, these newer series uh, when they go to trade and they're free, but it's about it. Next up, DC News. Brian Michael Bendis, a.k.a. The Great One, is teasing his upcoming uh, event, and it's called Leviathan. Now, there's a little speculation about what Leviathan means. Uh, it's being coined as a monumental event, which I mean, whenever there's an event, it seems like a big one. So uh, it should be monumental. Uh, so this one, there's a little speculation on what it's about. There is a uh, an organization within DC Comics called Leviathan. Uh, it is, they are villains. And then um, I believe not too long ago, they were taken over by Spiral, which uh, which Dick Grayson was actually a part of during his Grayson run as a secret agent. Um, right. So um, what this means, we're not sure yet. It's just being teased right now. So look for more news on that as, they, as it comes. Hmm. I, yeah. love, I, love Bendis, I love Bendis events. Um, it's what got me back into comics in the mid, uh, mid-2000s when he, uh, when he was on his winning streak. Um, and then what was it? House of M when I jumped on um, after his Avengers disassembled. I believe he was part of that. Um, that and then onward through, you know, Civil War and Dark Reign, all those things that Bendis just led the way into and then finished up eventually with, um, I forgot what it was called. It was a Thor one. So Bendis, Leviathan, look forward to that. Sweet. Then uh, finally, we're getting a huge, uh, massive universe uh, omnibus, comic omnibus from the DC Comics runs. Uh, it's a hardcover coming out in February, 1,500 pages at $150. The dollar page, buddy. <laughs> so, so what is that? Every, every um, I got the comic? List. Uh, here it is. Ready? Yeah. This is the rundown from such legendary creators as James Robinson, Dan Abnett, and Keith uh, Keith Giffen. Uh, the further tales of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe are here. It collects He-Man and the Masters of the Universe 1 through 19, He-Man the Eternity War 1 through 15, DC Universe versus Masters of the Universe 1 through 6, DC Comics presents Fort number 47, and He-Man slash Thundercats 1 through 6. I'm surprised it doesn't involve um, the Injustice series, to be honest with you. But it doesn't. So that's incomplete. And I won't be buying it. Henceforth. Uh, but yeah, this is cool. If you're uh, into the... DC did some cool stories with, with He-Man in the last uh, decade here. So it's... I have a lot of them just single issue. 
I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's uh, you know, 150 bucks is actually pretty cheap for what you're getting. Exactly. Put it right up there with your uh, your Dark Horse collections. I have yeah. that. I have those He-Man book. books. Do you? Big ass book. So, all right. Well, you know what, man? I think it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run, second! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back after those paid messages. Uh, How much they pay us? Oh, it's us. We, <laughs> we pay. We pay those messages. We, we do. <laughs> we do pay the price. Uh, we're going to go on to some TV news. Uh, the juggernaut known as Netflix <laughs> uh, is in the production of a Resident Evil series. Um, what do you think about this? First off, I need to throw a little stat at you that I saw yesterday between because we had a little discussion last week about Amazon Prime and 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 Netflix. Um, Amazon Prime boasts that they have four times the movies that Netflix does, and to a certain extent, I believe that. Because <laughs> did Netflix... you did you look did you read that whole article? No. Okay, that's why I need you. To... I'll I'll help you out. Yes, they have. A lot more movies but netflix even though they have like half the amount of movies they are more than half the amount better than the ones that are on amazon (laughs) so like amazon just has a lot of shitty movies that nobody like i go through that amazon list and i'll be honest with you i've either seen it or it's something i will never ever watch in a million years whereas netflix you gotta dig deep because yeah. you are you're wading through tv shows but the movies like there's this bill murray documentary that just came out like about him just popping up in people's houses and doing their dishes and shit like yeah, that's, that's entertainment yeah you know what i mean like so yeah amazon whatever let's talk about resident evil please do we have to <laughs> yes resident evil resident evil 2 the reboot just came out Getting rave reviews. I'm excited. I'm gonna wait till it goes down about twenty bucks. But yeah, um, and I still gotta. Now that I'm reading the Kingdom Hearts reviews, now I will probably get it. I first was talking all this shit, saying this game will never come out, and for two years I was right. Um, but here it is. It's out today at the time of our recording, and um, it's getting insane reviews. And I do want to ride that nostalgia bus, um, but. Gosh, darn it, Chris! You don't care about a Resident Evil series? No, no, no I just like the game. I love, I love, I love Resident Evil. Okay, so. thank you. I was like, I would what's just, what's um, going on here? Well, that's the thing. Is like they talk. All right, we're gonna reboot the movie series. Now we're gonna do a TV series. Um, so, which is it? Um, both. Uh, they are doing both. the The movies are just separate, though. That's all. Yeah, yeah, separate thing. Um, I think this could do the long form as far as TV stories go. Um, so I'll watch it. Heck yeah. 
<laughs> and yeah, that's it. So keeping on Netflix news, uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power uh, return on April 26th. Season two. Season two. Or is it season 1.2? What, uh, what do they call them? We just... Uh, Mid-season? No, they have their own They have their own name for their... Part one. They call them parts, I think. Okay, great. Part it's two. Weird. But this is technically season two. Okay. Season which two. will explore more of the princesses. Okay. Um, Umbrella Academy trailer. Real trailer. Yes. Time. I didn't actually watch it. I did. I watched okay. it with my wife. And yeah. from, for somebody who doesn't know what it is, uh, she was like, Actually, we watched the boys first, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh. And we watched both of them at this one after another, um, yeah. and both of them got her excited. And I was like, "These are both comic book uh, adaptations." And um, and for all people out there, like, "Oh, there's enough comic book stuff out there." Nope, there's not enough, <laughs> and there never will be because there's so many different stories and there's so many different genres. genres. They're not yeah. superheroes. I mean, the boys pokes fun at superheroes, which is more fun about that. But uh, Umbrella Academy, weird. Um, looks <laughs> looks like a pretty faithful ad- adaptation of the looks. Um, looks like a lot of fun. So I'm ready. I got to go. I need to actually put that on my list. I started it when it came out, when I was riding the uh, My Chemical Romance train, because um, it's from creator Jar Way. Uh, <laughs> so I watched that first teaser, and I was like, okay, this looks good. I mean, it looks like spooky X-Men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which it kind of is. But uh, I'll, I'll go and read that before I watch it. But I'm excited about that. But more excited about The Boys. What did, is... You, did you read this? Not yet. Oh, I, will. I will. I'm reading it right now. I mean, there's a lot. I'm reading it because I yeah. get... Um, but how much are they going to cover? You know what I mean? It's like I can definitely get a start on it. Yeah, um, you're gonna be good. Yeah, who's yeah. putting this out? This is Amazon. Oh, now this is Garth Enos, who's probably in the top five for me greatest writers, comic book writers. Um, about a group, a group of people who make sure to keep superheroes in check, so they get a drug that enhances them physically so that they can be stronger um, so that if a superhero, so for example, superhero happens to like crash through a building, trying to catch a supervillain, the building falls over and crushes a million people who live inside the building. Superhero gets a pat on the back because they did their job. But what about all the people who just died? That's where the boys come in. They come in and say, Hey, you gotta pay for that. And also, we're going to kick your ass if you get out of line. And they're foul mouth and they beat the shit out of superheroes. And the superheroes are all huge dicks. Yeah, what is it? They do, uh, they kind of make fun of Justice League in that trailer. I think uh, that's playing it up. Like they're, they, yeah, they're just, they're like the Justice League. Right, but it's definitely, it's definitely, they're humor. making fun of the Justice the, League. Right, and yeah. Avengers in that trailer. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yes. It's great. Um, (laughs) Dude, it's so, I mean, it's Garthena. So it's extremely violent, extremely sexual. It's all the things that he does best. It's evil. Good comic. Good comic. Uh, All right. Moving over to sci-fi. Child's Play. The actual Child's Play. The Don Mancini uh, produced TV show. It's going to be over there. Um, We didn't have a network confirmation of where it was going to land, but now we know sci-fi channel. I'm cool. Yeah, that's a good home for it, man. Sci-fi does it has no problem uh, with any kind of content, uh, really. Yeah, so you, you know, it's, it's cable TV. You just slap on the rating, and then that's it. Go to town. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about this, especially when the movie crashes and fails miserably this yep. summer. Um, we haven't even seen a trailer for it, and it comes out this summer. It's yeah. ridiculous. Stupid, stupid movie. Uh, let's go on to CW, where Riverdale is getting another spinoff, um, this time in the form of Katie Keene. Uh, Katie Keene is... Um, 
what do I try to say? Like a pop star type of person. So it's going to be a musical show. Um, not necessarily related to the characters in any way, other than if like the kids happen to listen to Debbie Gibson, like Katie Keene is their Debbie Gibson. So you could hear it in the radio at, at the school or in their bedrooms, but maybe not like crossover, like chilling adventures of Sabrina. There is at this time, no crossover with the kids of Riverdale. So, well, this is an actual, like a musical TV show, yep. like in like Lee, like, or like my, uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Oh, well, that's fun. That's, you know, that's different. Well, they've done that's... a couple musical episodes on River. That's why I think yeah. they just like it. That's cool. I mean, but it's full, full on musical, the whole thing. Or close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Yep. Neat. And then also on the CW, your favorite vampire movie, The Lost Boys is getting a pilot. What do you think of this? Because we know, because as much as we like the CW, there's some very CW things. And now that the, uh, what was that show, Vampire Diaries is over, and that went on for like 20 years, and, you know, we got Legacies, and they had the, un- I don't remember what the other spinoff season or series was of Vampire Diaries, but they like vampires on CW. The originals? The, the originals, yeah. 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 All right. I'm just going to say Supernatural is on the CW. <laughs> Thank the gods. Um, I don't know what I think about this, to be honest with you. It's, it's not like they could make a good sequel. Um, uh, I'm sorry. The third, the third one was third okay. Third pretty good. The third one's pretty good. It's not, it's not the original level. You know what I mean? It would nef- it's really hard to get that. It's like... If I'm hold, if I hold the Lost Boys on a pedestal, it's going to be really difficult for me to be like, yeah, this is great. So whatever. CW makes good TV shows. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and hope for the best. But it's, I just hope they're filming in Santa Cruz because I'll go down there and be in the show. That'll That's be right. my it's my new life. I would watch that life when they're casting David. It's like a, like their noodles, Michael. That's it, man. Yeah. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. At least first episode, see what's going on. Yeah. All right. Movie news. Look, you got to take this one. I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Let me uh, let me just bring up my notes on this. So Funko wants to ride the popularity of the Lego movie. Uh, so it's in development over at Warner Brothers. So it's interesting because... The potential for crossover here is pretty amazing because when um, the director of the film is going to be uh, Daniel Reitman, Reitman, and he has shouted out that the movie will center around Wonder Woman, the Care Bears, Hellboy, Deadpool, Hello Kitty, Harley Quinn, Darth Vader, and My Little Pony. So uh, that's a pretty amazing mosh posh of... um, um, which I see uh, titles and characters and all that stuff out there. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That is almost like, I mean, Lego can do the same thing where they can mix characters from different genres in there. Right, whatever um, licenses they have. That was the license I was looking for. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll see. Yeah, I don't really know what to say because, yeah, there's potential for it to be really good if it's anything like the Lego movie. Right, and is it like, are you making a Funko Pop movie? Are you doing all your different kind of cutesy no, final stuff? It's Pop, movie. right? It's got to be a Pop movie. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it says, based off the Funko Pop vinyl figures and bobbleheads. Yep, so... Cool. So all the Star all the Star ones, Star Wars ones will be like bobbleheads, yeah. and then like the DC Probably. ones are solid ones. <laughs> you know how you know how that license works, right? I don't. So so if Funko makes Star Wars, they can only make bobbleheads when it comes to their pop figures. That's why, know. like, it's weird. Okay. All right, we're moving on from that. That's dumb, isn't it? Uh, Rosario Dawson is going to be killing some 
of the undead in Zombie Land 2. Didn't something else, did a poster come out this week for that? Or was that fake? I thought I saw the poster. Did you? I didn't see that. I mean, possibly. Yeah, you're right. Zombieland 2, the poster, called Double, it's called Double Tap. Movie is titled Double Tap? Yeah, I remember that was... Uh... No, I know that, but that's awesome. <laughs> huh. It says it's coming out October 11th. We sure that's a real poster? The poster is real. It's, it was put out by... It was put out today. Just like two hours ago, man. <laughs> I saw that a couple days ago. <laughs> it says 10-year challenge, you know, from Zombieland, and it shows them all together looking like how they look right now. This is Zombieland Double Tap. Sweet. So they're probably filming it right now. So real. That's so crazy. Okay. So, yeah. That's... uh. A slew of news from Zombieland 2. <laughs> and Ruben, Ruben Fleischer is back after directing uh, uh, what's his name? Venom, Venom last year. So, huh. Okay. Zombieland 2 double tap. Or just Zombieland double tap. Crazy. Cool. <laughs> um, Michael Gandolfini, son of James Gandolfini, is set to be playing Tony in the Sopranos prequel. I can't remember what that movie's called. It's like Saints of somewhere in New Jersey, but yeah, John Bernthal's in it. And uh, yeah. <sighs> Tony. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with more Soprano stuff, but I don't really have much else to say other than that. <laughs> I'm also okay with John Bernthal. No yeah. problem there. I just, it just is funny to make fun of. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am going to try not to get bogged down into the details of this next scoop. Oh, why not? Because, because it's because too good to be true. <laughs> we just got a lot of news to get to. I know. Um, it could be its own separate thing. So, quickly, Blumhouse is taking over the Universal Monsters from Universal. Um, I remember reading a quote from Jason Blum in October when Halloween was coming out and people are like, wow, you did such a good job with the reboot of this franchise. Like I wish you were doing universal. And he was like, I wish I was doing universal too. Well, no shit. Jason Blum. Apparently you were. Yeah. So um, they're going to, for now, stray away from the idea of doing a cinematic universe, which is what Universal is going to do. Um, and you can read, here's why I'm not going to get bogged down about it, because I wrote a huge thing about it on don'tforgettotell.com this morning. Um, so read my article if you want to see me go deep into this. But uh, the first director for the first film is uh, Lee Winnell, uh, who you would know as the director of Upgrade. And he's also the guy from, uh, he wrote like Insidious with James Wan. And I think he wrote like some Saw movies and Conjuring. So he's been a longtime collaborator with James Wan. Um, so he's going to be directing The Invisible Man. One little asterisk here. He is one director named for one movie. It is not said that this is the first Universal movie that's going to come out. Meaning if he got the, the keys to the kingdom for universal monsters. He's probably already got like Shyamalan. You know what I mean? He's probably got Rob Cohen from triple X movies. And like, he's probably got a whole lineup of directors saying you get Frankenstein, you get Dracula, you get the mummy. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that, but I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's, that's, that was big news yesterday. It's really exciting because it was really sad when that dark universe all went to shit. Yeah, I didn't see the mummy actually. Uh, because yeah, me neither. So many people said it was bad, and after that came out, and they decided not to do any more of those other movies, I just said, "Okay, I guess I don't need to rush to see it." Um, so anyway, excited for Blumhouse to have those characters and uh, start because. 
with how much money it takes for him to make movies, those movies will be coming out. I wouldn't be surprised if one comes out this year. So it's under the Universal banner? He Blumhouse is owned by Universal. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. All right. So, um, and then Blumhouse does their own thing. But when we went to Universal, Blumhouse had its own scare factory, or whatever you want to call it. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Is this fantastic? Fast and the Furious 9 starts filming in February? It does. Get that five times fast. <laughs> no. No, we don't have time for that today. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, Great news. Um, it was supposed to lead into the next one uh, after this one. <laughs> but um, actually, this, let's do that. Because in, in the spirit of Fast and Furious, we are getting a Hobbs and Shaw trailer during the Super Bowl. That was yeah. the first uh, trailer announced. Um, so there will be. Oh yeah, and then uh, Sony and Sony and Fox said they're not getting involved with the Super Bowl this year. Somebody said that <laughs> they're not putting stuff out. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what we're gonna see. Lion King definitely in its full form. It's hard because Disney has Lion King, Dumbo, Miss Marvel. Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's Captain awesome. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Sorry, you know what I mean. Like Shazam. Like there's so many different things, but Disney owns like four of the major yeah. movies that could be coming out. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, I mean maybe there's a couple surprises, but a lot of these we're already expecting to see because it's it's that or never. Man. <laughs> the surprise for me would be Wonder Woman. I doubt for they'll push twenty twenty movie. <laughs> Is it 2020? They got pushed the next year because remember it was coming out in December or around Star Wars and then they pushed it. Yeah, they pushed it to so next is summer. Is Shazam the only movie coming out this year? Or is no, that Harley that... Quinn? Oh no, Joker's coming out this Joker. year. Yeah, Joker and, and Shazam. Harley could probably get done depending on how much CGI they have in it. What Harley? The Birds of Prey. Oh, that's 2022. Yeah. Okay, that's, never mind. That's already announced for 2020. Yeah, that's the Yeah, I want to see it. And we're not seeing a Star Wars trailer. That's official. Fine, all that time. But speaking of Star Wars actors, Oscar Isaac is joining uh, Legendary's Dune reboot. He'll be playing the character of Duke Leto Atreides, uh, last time played by William Hart Hurt in the Sci-Fi Children Sci-Fi. sci-fi Show, movie, miniseries, Children of the Dune, which is freaking great. That was the Oscar second. Isaac is great, huh? There was children. They did two different ones for our sci-fi. Yeah, well, they were both great. Wish they would have just done more. They ran out of money. And the director is the director of Blade Twenty Forty Nine. So yes, booyah. There's a future Blade movie. Future Blade movie. Why don't you take over these next couple? Let's do it. Uh, let's get into some gaming news. Um, you know how Metroid Prime was supposed to be coming out? Yeah. Well, apparently they had to restart the production completely. Um, and they brought in Retro Studios, uh, who worked on the first three Prime series. <laughs> I don't know why they weren't involved in the first place. But it looks like they were invited back to the playground to come and save Nintendo so this game can actually come out. Because I'm not buying a a switch until this game comes out, to be honest with you. And it has to get good reviews. <laughs> but it will make me buy a switch. Okay. Good to know. Um, about time. You know, I, I I don't understand Nintendo not putting out its core team like pretty much within the first year of this of the system being open. Like meaning Star Fox, Metroid, Zelda, uh Mario, like they all need to just be out, like immediately. Yeah. So, man. Uh, but glad that they're going back to the drawing board to fix things. So that's good. Yeah. They're like they said. They were like, this product does not is not going to really stand up to our stand or hold up to our standards. Uh, we felt like starting over was our best move at this point, and they did. Um, so yeah. That's that. Yeah. All right. And then secondly, uh, second up here, we have, uh, as predicted, uh, 
the Fantastic Four involvement in the Spider-Man game on PS4 is actually two suits. Uh, we did guess at Baghead being one of yep. them, and the other one is the Future Foundation white suit, which is really kind of an awesome suit. Uh, so those are added to the already amazing Spider-Man game. Um, so get your DLC, guys. Get him. Yeah, that's it. We we were talking about it, so it's good to see that it's coming true. Cool. What's next? Uh, let's get into Star Wars. Uh, last, actually, right around the time we recorded our last podcast. So this is kind of old news. I'm trying to bring up a list of what guests were announced. But uh, Celebration, the first piece of key art was released. And it was gorgeous, featuring characters from all the... Um, all the different eras. Uh, and I would love to get my hands on either a magnet of it, like I did the previous one, uh, but very cool. Uh, let me just get the artist real quick. Sorry. That's a big failure on our part. What do you mean artist? Oh, who, who made yeah. that one? Yeah. Okay. I got it right here. Uh, Paul Shipper. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited to maybe, hopefully, get to go. I hope you get to go. I see they, right. they extended the deadline to February 22nd for press. So probably not going to know if we're going until next month. I wonder why they extend that kind of stuff. Nonetheless, yeah. everybody's favorite misfunctioning droid from the New Hope R5-D4 uh, will be making an appearance in The Mandalorian. Uh, as teased by John Favreau today. Um, so look forward to more nostalgia showing up in your Star Wars TV show. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Nice little yeah. throwback. Haven't seen him since uh, episode four. So nice. Yes, this is bad motivator. Yeah, nice to yeah. see Red back on the market. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably in a junk pile somewhere for probably. the last 40 probably. years. Probably. No, wait. How many years? It would be maybe five yeah, years. Yeah, no, 40 years. something. No. The Mandalorian is going to happen. Prob- There's a timeline for that, right? It's right post right post Return of the Jedi, Correct. I believe. Correct. So, three years. Three years in a junk pile. So yeah, that's not a far, far-fetched far idea that R5 could appear in this. That's right. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, you know what? What time is it? Oh, it's time for the sort of plastic... Ready? Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we got a couple looks from NECA this week. First off, uh, we got our we got our official look at the full Laurie Strode figure. Uh, this is based on the 2018 film uh, "Old Old Woman Laurie," as I'd like to call her. Um, but yeah, first Laurie Strode figure ever. First uh, true face capture of Jamie Lee Curtis ever, so that's cool. If, so all you, all you completist fans out there, get your lorry, get your get your battle on in your fi- action figure photography. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that that they did that. That was nice. Uh, second, the assassin predator from the Predator was shown this week finally. We've been waiting to see how this figure is going to play out, and it plays out in a 12-inch action figure, uh, and it's coming in around 50 bucks for this one <laughs> after all is said and done. What do you think? I ordered it. Okay. No, there you go. <laughs> I did. Um, I have the Fugitive. I have the the cool deleted scene when in the in the fatigues on pre-order. The only one I haven't, I did find the thermal thermal one at Target, but I didn't pick it up because it looks cool. But I was really all in on the Assassin Predator and the Fugitive Predator. The looks are cool, no matter how you feel about the movie. I do, I do like what they do with the characters in the movie. So, whatever. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, our friends over at uh, Diamond Select Toys have released another uh, X-Men character. Uh, this time around, it's Psylocke, and she is up for pre-order. Uh, so you guys, uh, this this X-Men series has been going on for a while now. Uh, so it comes with a Danger Room piece, 
So, you know, one day you'll be able to build your whole team and have them gain your room out. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm glad that they do this because it kind of sucks. Like, not that I want an Olivia Munn figure. I don't. But, like, because they can't do any marketing for non-Marvel films, like, it's just weird to not see, like, movie characters, you know, at the toy store. Not that I really want to see anything from Apocalypse. But it's, okay, it's just nice to see that you get to see more versions of the X-Men, mm-hmm. even if it's in tiny mini-me form, which I love. Yeah, you know, it was like that for, and we were always kind of sad about that, between that, Fantastic Four, anything that was not owned by Marvel Studios. It was yeah. just like, you would get you would get a random like one off Lego set maybe, or you know, I don't even you know you would kick it a hot toy if you wanted to spend that kind of money on on collectibles or weird licenses that that but you weren't getting them in Marvel Legend form you weren't getting them in Mexico form or whatever. Um, you're right. Original yeah. original uh, X Men. You know, there's so many more to go to. So keep going, guys. You guys are awesome. That's it. Um, you put this up. Could you tell me a little bit about this Lego news? So the first time that Lego and Star Wars uh, collaborated was 20 years ago. It was in 1999. Mm. Um, so this is the 20th anniversary of that relationship together. So they're releasing a lot of sets that have gone into the quote unquote vault. Um, one of the best being the uh, slave one from um, Boba Fett. And it's the same, except for the only thing that's different is now they give you a special extra character, a special extra minifig um, with each one of the sets. So, for example, there's a pod racing set where you have little Annie and you've got Padme, but then you also have Luke from, uh, from Hoth as the minifigure. And then the Slave 1, you actually get Princess Leia from Episode 4 as the minifigure, and so on and so on. So there's going to be um, five special edition uh, sets, each with a collectible minifigure, and uh, they should be coming out pretty soon. Just trying to bring this up because I want to. I got to take a look here. So, yeah, this is interesting because are they are they redoing them in more of a modern? Yeah, they are. My question to you was going to be. They're redoing these sets, but are they gonna ma- are they updating them to look like the current? Remember how like when Lego first came out uh, with the their licenses and they looked okay, kind of yeah. basic? So, yeah, no, I, I got the pictures here. I got the yeah. pictures here. Finally, yeah, yeah these look great. Um, it's smart um, because no matter what, um, those set those old sets are worth money. It's not like this is really heating a collector. Like it's not going to hurt a collector. Because no matter what, the original sets are worth money. And these are just nice for us uh, us who didn't buy them the first time around, but have bought more modern Legos for the look. And this is, I like these a lot better. Um, Pay attention, though. The minifigures do not have modern looks. Not all of them. Like the, the extra ones they throw in, right? The, the minifigures, yeah, sorry. The special one looks yeah. like they did 20 years ago. Right. That's yep. cool. I really I like that. Was pretty funny. I really think that's cool. I was just going to mention that because I looked at the Leia and I was like, "Wait a minute, that looks like an that old looks one. old." Man. Um, and then finally, yeah. Go on. No, I'm sorry. I, I oh, go on. You got excited. It's fine. Okay, I did. I did. I just wanted. To, you know, we've been putting a lot of the unboxings out uh, lately, and trying to just be consistent on that, and 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 continue what we love to do, and 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 whatnot. So. Uh, just, you know, we have a great YouTube channel with a lot of content and uh, we're just adding more every week or we're trying to, and we'd love uh, for you guys to, you know, follow us, like us, uh, comment, you know, just uh, go for the ride, go for the geekly ride with us. And uh, yeah. And we appreciate all of you who have already done that. So, and then uh, coming up in February, somebody's going to toy fair. Yeah. I'll be going to toy fair. Um, so if you listen to the podcast and you'll also be at toy fair, you can hit me up on social media at uh, DFAT Towel or Chaz Voltaire, either one. But uh, we'll be doing a lot of Toy Fair coverage on the website, on the YouTube channel, as well as we'll end up doing our, our yearly 
podcast. It's usually a two-parter uh, for what we do here um, covering the covering the show. The biggest toy show of the United States, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even There's sure. There's Toy Fair Japan, of course, but... There's Toy Fair London, which just happened. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, not, London. Yeah. yeah, but I think this is the biggest one in the world. This yep. is Toy Fair International, as they call it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that in the next few weeks, but we'll hit you up before that with a new episode. And plenty uh, of social media posts. <laughs> that's right. So you can find us at don'tforgettotal.com as well as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, oh, Snapchat, you know, all the, all the things that you find people at. Um, so this is Casey saying, read Jason Aaron's Punisher. Because that's the real Punisher. <laughs> I will. And so will the rest of you. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.